A Christian mind is not one that is trained to think only about Christian topics. It is a mind that has learned to think about everything from a Christian perspective. Christianity provides a comprehensive view of the world. Christianity is a worldview. Worldviews are the grids. They are the lenses through which we frame all of reality. Okay, glad you know. Mm. <laughs> uh, um, so yeah, how have you both been? I've been good. I've been good. Edim, how you been? Oh, we didn't, you no, know, it's, it's, that. wait, hold on. We have to kind of introduce what? him. People know you, but at the same time, it's like, you know, we've got him in for a special ep, political, historical correspondent. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, like that, G. Anyway, mm, really, like... they know you're here. So, so yeah, my bro, how are you? <laughs> you know, it's one year since BB Live today. Oh, yeah. Look at that. That's news. that's news to me and Mary. <laughs> you know why I know? Because Ryfield did the poetry and that. So True, 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 I true. I remember true. that. So, obviously, well done, you, man. I'm so good, though. Um, obviously, as well as can be, like we said, but I'm good to be with you, peeps. So, yeah, me chop the thing up. Um, yeah, man, love you, man. So, thank you so much for inviting me back. Thank you, brother. Dami, how you been? I've been all right still. Um... How can I kind of summarize how I've been? I've been okay. I've been low, as in uh, just kind of quiet during this period. It's been a very, very um, heavy period for a lot of people I appreciate. Um, And I have been doing a lot of listening um, Mm. during this time, which I think has been um, important um, to kind of understand um, the the cries of a lot of uh, our brothers and sisters who are mourning. Um, Mm. And at the same time, also trying to kind of gird myself up gird myself up with listening to a lot of god's truth um so it's been it's been a, a good time to to hear preaching from a range um, of churches in particular um just to kind of try and um encourage myself in the word um and yeah just to hear kind of different perspectives and views on a lot of what we're seeing currently um personally doing okay um good to be good to be kind of seeing lockdown kind of broken up a bit now as in we're emerging from lockdown things are opening up again excited for the return of the premier league this week happy um, premier league week returning <laughs> to the both honestly i'm i'm so excited this this has been uh something i've looked forward to particularly um in lockdown mary might as well get the congratulations out of the way now because i'm never going to say it again <laughs> thank you you are 90 minutes I'm, 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 you might have done it behind you might have done it behind closed doors trust, trust, you know what I mean it's like a half you know what I mean you're going to jump a around a win a win a win yeah 90 minutes away from from becoming champions but obviously that that, that title will have a massive asterisk next to it um, no, so it no it won't let's just let's just get it out of the way now but otherwise otherwise well Mary how are you yeah, I've I've been I've been better. I think it's been a it has been a tough couple of weeks. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a a great week to to spend time with friends and and I've had a lot of time just to think through things and and to pray and and to really fellowship. So I'm I'm grateful for that. And mm. um, yeah, I'm I'm definitely feeling better. Um, Good. Good yeah, and and I guess off of the back off the back of um our last podcast. So this is um episode sixty three. Welcome everybody. Glad you could join us. Um. Yeah. 
actually, you were on episode 62 with Richard and Gabby. And I must say, as somebody who's been kind of um, seeing um, the reaction to the podcast on the Black Rio Twitter feed, it has been um, very well received. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I wonder how you feel about, you know, participating in that podcast and some of the kind of outpouring of emotion, reaction um, to some of the stuff um, that you guys discussed on there. And, and, and yeah, how, how do you feel about it? Yeah, the responses have been overwhelming. Uh, I remember when we were recording it, it was just like a, a usual episode sharing our thoughts. Um, and yeah, we've just received tons of emails, tons of tweets, mm. people just saying that um, they've shared it with friends. Uh, it's it's helped them think through the topic. It's yeah, and it's it's been really really encouraging. Like off the back of that, we've received so many emails. So for, for something that was done, well, personally for me, that was just a and an hour chop up with with some friends um yeah. to see its impact yeah we, we praise god for it uh and, and we pray it continues to be beneficial for for the saints amen amen and um to that end thank you to everybody who has listened shared um discussed the podcast with their fan family and friends and are continuing to engage with it um it does give us great encouragement to know that people are um receiving our content well and also praying for us that's that's one thing that struck me um, actually in a number of the comments that we've received just to know that thankfully our listeners are also like you know um, committing us to the Lord in prayer and, and hoping that we'd be able to kind of reach more people um, with with faithful um, witness um, that being said um, today's podcast I'll, I'll kind of I'll I'll, I'll admit um, after after a lot of what we've kind of been discussing um, in the past few weeks and kind of seeing out seeing the outpouring of emotion and um, and in in one sense, really kind of seeing people um, feel drained. Um, I was hesitant to kind of do this podcast today, kind of um, on similar themes. Uh, should I say? I think I I messaged you guys and I kind of said, look, um, I'm conscious of the fact that um, a lot of people have felt um, heaviness and strain um, in the aftermath of George Floyd's killing and seeing so much. Um, reaction to that in the wider world Um, and so I was kind of thinking look um, would it be beneficial for us to kind of just pivot somewhere else um, to try and just kind of take that off of people's minds so they can almost kind of breathe from that perspective Um, but the flip side is um, I was I was uh, encouraged by another brother that though this is a particular period where we've kind of found some lament um, we also have to be encouraged as Christians to be able to live through uh, lament and do so faithfully um, mm. so it's it's important for us to kind of I guess not shy away from topics that pertain to the issues that we've been seeing in recent weeks um, but also we I guess we, we don't want to um, be embroiled in that such that we can't see how our faith uh, goes beyond just kind of mourning as it were um, so to that end um, we're going to be talking about today dealing with the uncomfortable truths about our heroes quote unquote heroes because mm. um it awaits to be seen who you guys heroes are if you've ever had any um what they mean to you um so i guess kind of the reason why i thought this would be an interesting topic because i'm sure you both would have seen and do chime in um where you have done a lot of the kinds of conversations taking place um in recent weeks if you're in the uk you would have seen um the statue of edward colston who was torn which was torn down in, in bristol um Mm. you would have seen over just this past weekend um should i say counter protests um to the kind of black lives matter movement protests um 
by a number of uh, of British citizens who felt um, aggrieved at the fact that some of their heroes, um, such as as Winston Churchill, uh, were potentially facing, um, or their statues rather, were potentially facing um, being defaced. Um, and so we had a massive, um, what I call it, shield kind of erected over that, that Churchill statue. Um, mm-hmm. And so recently we've been having to kind of confront the uncomfortable truths about who um, who is revered uh, in history, in our own personal lives. And it doesn't, I guess, just extend to um, kind of political figures. This is also um, those who we would say are connected to the church. Um, so, you know, in kind of uncomfortable conversation sometimes about slavery, there would have been, you know, names mentioned such as um, George Whitfield or Jonathan Edwards, who, who we may come on to kind of discuss a bit later um, mm. in, the, in the kind of marching and the protesting you know, people like um, Martin Luther King would have been mentioned, etc. So I don't know how you guys have seen those kind of conversations unfold. Is that something that you've been privy to? Yeah, I saw I saw the, the statues rolling, the, the <laughs> Colston statue, them man. Are, and then the next day, a couple of people trying to jump in and, and take it out. I was thinking, this doesn't make sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it had me thinking. I think that the Edward Colston one in, in Bristol, I know... I had read read recently that there was a lot of um, Bristolians campaigning uh, and asking for the statue to be removed and for the the Colston Hall to be renamed as well. And this has been years and years. And then obviously with the with the recent events, the the, the petitions have, have increased. Um, it was it was interesting. I think when I read Edward Colston, I thought, yeah, yeah it can come down. But um, the Winston <laughs> Churchill, I didn't know any. I didn't know anything about Winston Churchill's history. Um, I won't lie, I probably don't know much about Winston Churchill in terms of just the fact that Albert Moeller loves him and he helped us win the Second World War, but I, I didn't know anything else. So for me, it was just, it was interesting just to see the um, the, the like the anger of many people who want the statues down. And I still haven't, if I'm honest, I still haven't really thought through whether his statue should come down or not. And that's something that I'm, I'm willing to kind of get your guys' opinions. And this, this so, is Winston Churchill, yeah? Uh, yeah, this, so with, Col- with Colston, you're just happy, boom, in the bottom. Yeah, because with because with the Winston, the, with the um Edward Colst Colst Colston one, I remember re- um watching the the David Ola Sugar. He did like a what's the show called? I think it was called like the history of of British slave owners, and he he spends like a, a period talking about Britain's forgotten slave owners. He spends a bit talking about Edward Colston, and when I researched him, I said, yeah, this guy was this guy was a bit of a madman. Um, whereas Winston Churchill, I don't know much about him. So I'm I'm still trying to I'm still a bit unsure about whether we should re- remove him or not, but Got I you. don't know. Thankfully, this is why we've got Edge. Edge, how have you um, how have you kind of engaged with, uh, with seeing some of the calls? Um, it, I mean, it's it's one of the debates that we've probably been aware of, but just maybe not at the forefront. So obviously, I'm assuming you man might have remembered "Roads Must Fall" that campaign a few years ago now. Um, mm-hmm. Um, at Oxford University yeah. yeah 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 led even by you know students from you know Southern Africa who were Rhodes Scholars in fact and that was the you know people pointed out some sort of irony um, um, no, no that's my view but you know there, there was a big clamour about that and um, he's, I mean his statue still remains there there was a recent you know um, demonstration outside uh, I think it was Oriel College his statue sits on um, and you know there was again that discussion reignited um and even it was funny though because obviously if if one isn't in any way like aware of um 
demonstrations that center around the figures that we um, erect, you know, in terms of statues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was listening to other, like, you know, other sort of, you know, social commentators, and, and to be fair, it's a, it's, it's, it's a common theme, it's a common feature of, you know, say, more left liberal protesting and demonstrations that statues are targeted. So you had those who are of the punk age and the punk rebellion, you know, I saw a picture like, you know, during those times, they put like a week on Churchill's head and, and, and defaced the statue. And so it's <laughs> not like a specifically, you know, unique, you know, feature of recent demonstrations, but right. they have happened. Um, and so, and so I, I only say that to say that, you know, the, 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 you know, the response by, you know, thankfully a small majority or small minority of people defending the statue, but in a very aggressive way to suggest that we are, doing something sacrosanct that's probably not the case, you know. They're probably their uncles, grandfathers, maybe were even involved, do you know what I mean? And nonetheless, um, um, it, it's one I think, it, it's a good, I, you know what, I, I see a lot of benefit in this being a discussion because I think it's good that you ask yourself as a nation, you know, what 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 is our moral standard? Like, who, who are the people we revere? Um, I'm of the view that statues are erected for people that you want to celebrate as opposed to, a teaching of history i think that's secondary really i don't think right i don't think you know you know thinking of thinking of reason why statues are erected i think primarily it's it's a it's, it's a monument to their achievement and i think right, right. so but if there's questions behind the character of people we we we, we you know have um as uh, immortalized in this way i think we should have them it's good it's a, i think there's a way of you know national societal reflection and mary can i just come back to you on this point quickly before we kind of take it down to a more kind of personal note you mentioned that you were quite happy for edward colston's statue um to come down obviously that's not necessarily you um agreeing with the way in which um no, happened. I, don't. <laughs> I wouldn't i wouldn't say i was happy like i was chaining okay, my sorry room. yeah yeah but I, I understood i understood why it, why it came down and yeah. and is that you would suggest is kind of tethered to the fact that he's reportedly he was reportedly involved in uh the movement of roughly somewhere around kind of like thirty thousand slaves a number of whom um, were killed at sea. Um, yeah. Okay. And, and you couple that with the the recent kind of campaigns and petitions right. that have been signed, um, trying to get his statue removed. So right, right. I guess I guess to Edgem's point, where we are kind of looking at historical figures, I think um, there's a case to be made that these kind of monuments are just kind of best placed in museums. Um, if we want to be teaching people history, which has certainly been the argument for a lot of people those are some of the best places in which people can learn about these individuals and their achievements, etc. But if, uh, I take Ejim's point, absolutely, what a country is seeking to do is to almost lionise these people and say, you know, this country or this nation has been built on, say, the work of this individual. This is why this individual almost stands for something synonymous with this country. Then it becomes less about almost teaching uh, history and and almost kind of saying you know this person in, in one sense kind of represents this nation and I think a lot of people have taken umbrage particularly with um, the Winston Churchill statue um, mm. because if it's meant to be seen to be kind of representing this nation well the UK obviously now looks a lot more different than it did um, in the 1930s and 40s um, mm. but moving away from those kind of historical figures right now let me kind of just ask you guys growing up or even now did you have any heroes or not have any heroes? Or heroines, I should also add. Adam, who are you feeding? Dizzy it, it, Ross, it, it, yeah. Um, 
you know what? If we're gonna go there, <laughs> but oh, let me just write them real quick, real quick, real quick. Um, <laughs> to be fair, um, my my heroes, like when I was much younger, they, they just revolved around football. So Ruben Nistelrooy is, you know, he has one of the most sacred chambers within my heart that <laughs> any figure in this world can have. He listen, he's the Ah. Rude Van, he's the reason I was for United. So right. I mean, he was, he was, I mean, he was my hero. Um, <laughs> but but I didn't have, I won't say many heroes. Um, outside of sport, I'll say now, probably split them into like groups. So okay, my say my theological heroes currently, I'd say someone I'm really, I'm really feeling John Stott, man. Okay, and it's kind of even like a very. A self-centered, self-centered reason. You went to the same school with head boy of the school that I went to. You feel me? We're, we're kindred spirits, you know. What I mean, right. um, uh, apart from obviously him being a giant, obviously in 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 terms of uh, you know the work he did in the church. Um, who else is my hero? Augustine is probably my other theological hero. Like I was expecting I think, to hear that one. Yeah. Oh, Augustine's my guy. Like we you know one man against the Roman Empire is crazy. You know, it's in terms of breaking down breaking down the you know the pagan structure i mean he's definitely someone i admire um again we're gonna i guess think about it because but I'll think about this but obviously i'm sure as i mentioned names you might not always be having your ideas the flaws that they had and, and and by no means am i saying these guys are perfect um oh chinua chebi man literature hero <laughs> like chinua oh, Chinu, i mean chinua people don't even know like obviously wrote a lot of beautiful stuff a lot of stuff questionable, of course, but I mean, he also played a like you know a part in the Biafran government at the time, and obviously mm. talking about that. Another political hero, man, is man like Ojuku himself, the governor. Get me, like um, <laughs> um, Ojuku, obviously then like the leader of Biafra resistance. Who else is my hero? Um, I say them, man. Yeah, obviously, you got like MLK and you know Malcolm X. They they're just by nature default if you're black. I mean, they're man of your hero shit, which you know what I mean? Um, mm. But yeah, they, they're, they're like my, my top, however many they are. Okay. Um, Mary, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to open with LeBron. <laughs> the thing is, I wouldn't call LeBron my hero, though. Okay. This is so weird. I think I think growing up, my quote-unquote hero is Marion Jones. Um, right, the sprinter. I just, I just, I, yeah, the sprinter. She was long jump as well. Yeah, we can go into her, her career because... Yeah. <laughs> question question mm. you can question her morally but i remember like in secondary school i was i even did like long, i was even considering doing long jump i wasn't fast but i thought maybe i can do long jump like marion jones like i love marion jones um I, in terms of like theological heroes i love c.s lewis um i just mm. remember like becoming a christian and reading um mere christianity till we have faces um four loves great divorce like these books is books that i loved um so yeah c.s lewis is definitely one of my heroes i'm trying to think of who else elizabeth elliot i really do like elizabeth elliot mm-hmm. um yeah i think near yeah, but i don't even know if i'd call her my hero okay um, but yeah do i might have... check it Rahab from the bible that might be like one of my <laughs> favorite one of those people that you just you would love to have like an extended version of in, in the scriptures right mm-hmm. one that i would love to just know but yeah what and, about you, um okay i will okay let, let me deal with that kind of thing um yeah interesting that um we almost seem to have compartmentalized our heroes to kind of different aspects of our life so we have some like sporting heroes theological heroes uh mm-hmm. political heroes etc um yeah i think 
although I don't know if it's for the same kind of reason uh, with you, Mary, I don't think I would probably kind of um, use kind of like the terminology of heroes. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's, I think that's going to... This guy asks us for heroes and, oh, look at this guy. (laughs) (laughs) That was not intentional. Sorry, that was not intentional. That was not intentional. Um, um, But yeah, no, I'm just, I'm just thinking back to it. And and the reason I was going to say it is a bit different is because I think that it kind of, it kind of, I think why I've been reluctant to do it anyway, historically, uh, I don't necessarily think this is like the right reason. It's kind of been born out of a, uh, almost a defiant uh, part of my kind of makeup, which kind of kind of doesn't want to, you know, elevate um, any kind of just man um, to a position of kind of prominence in my life. In one sense, um, that I kind of feel like that person's kind of achievements, as it were, were kind of unattainable. Now, I don't necessarily think that that's um, a right framework with which to kind of address people. You, you you can see people who you revere and want to imitate. But I think historically, at least anyway, in my life, I've been very kind of cautious about kind of using that terminology um, or even just kind of placing people in that kind of light slash pedestal. That being said, um, I guess if, if it's, if kind of the terminology of hero isn't actually that kind of, they actually come in and type save you thing, which I don't think any of us has been alluding to. People that I kind of, um, really admired growing up. Again, I think similar to, to both of you, sporting heroes were, were big. I've only ever had um, kind of one person's poster um, up in my up in my room, and this is a bit of a of a shameful one, but I have to say, Thierry Henry, growing up for me as a Manchester United mm. fan, wow, um, was it mm. was <laughs> it it was something. I, I think I just looked at his his performances as a striker, as otherworldly, um, and for that reason, he kind of he got he got that space on my on my on my old bedroom wall. Um, but apart from him, yeah, I can't think of anybody who I kind of grew up with just thinking, "Wow, this person is um, like kind of like a top tier type person in my eyes." And I'm just trying to think, um, yeah, obviously, kind of sporting sporting faves and stuff like that, Ruben Nistelrooy. First, kind of football, I got a shirt, uh, his name on the back of a shirt, kind of thing. Um, mm, but, mm, but I think mm. there's been that. I've had that. I felt that tension, um, even from young, because I maybe I always used to kind of put myself in a place that kind of said, "I can do what these guys have done." Um, mm. So maybe I was reluctant to do so in, in that kind of way. Um, mm, kind defiant of... dummy, look at this guy. <laughs> oh defiant dummy, <laughs> just stick to the status quo, dummy. Like really. <laughs> um, Ed you, Ed, you mentioned something about um, kind of uh, MLK and um, mm. Malcolm X um, being being kind of, I don't think you use the terminology of kind of typical, um, but certainly well-known um, and uh, should I say, like, you know, appreciated uh, figures, particularly for those um, in black communities um, mm. around the world, um, not necessarily by every individual, um, and I think that for some of the reasons we may come on to kind of discuss, um, uh, some people will have contention with perhaps calling them heroes or, or put, placing them mm. on kind of planes. Um, but but what 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 was it about them um, that were particularly, or any of the heroes that you've uh, mentioned that made them particularly of um, of substance in your mind? Mm. Mm. Well, I think <clears throat> so. 
dealing with one. So Malcolm X is definitely his audacity. You know, I think very minor, minor on his content. Like, let's just minor on that because we sort of know where that's come from. So I'm right. not advocating in any way, you know, the sort of, you know, ex, you know, the, the, the Malcolm X spoken, but very much his, <clears throat> I guess, you know, audacity um, to confront what was a very failing system, you know, for American, uh, for black Americans. Um, I think, and it's one of those ones you look at him sort of halfway appreciative, but the other half you sort of wish he was maybe purporting a slightly different message perhaps, you know, because, you know, his impact was so great. You would have wondered if, you know, you know, you know, you just pray, oh man, you know, if he was a believer, what, you know, gift to the church he would have been, you know, because you can see how, how well he communicates. And he, I mean, I remember people do that with Obama as well. Like, oh man, this guy, he was a preacher. Um, and I think, I think that can be done, but obviously, I, I think despite the failings where they're, you know, in terms of worldview, I think you can appreciate the gift. And I think he was a very, very gifted man. I mean, he had pretty much what, how minimal, like formal education. You compare him to that like, Martin Luther King, like, like right. you know, nothing compared to what MLK had yet. He communicated, people debate as he was a better communicator. That's how skilled he was. And I think it's more the gift and his audacity that I really do see as um as a, as, as admirable and then okay i think you know it's clearer you know he someone who was you know talking about a principled man in the face of intense intense you know um injustice still remain principled we can debate on those principles right uh, but still remain extremely principled you know um and that i think also can be admired so it's things where you pick you pick and it's so you know you rarely find one man, one woman who is the perfect, you know, individual or close to that. What you find is um, an excellent demonstration of a virtue that perhaps you wish you had, or at least you recognise to be something, you know, of um, uh, of of good, of, of of a good that you, you know, you you celebrate. And so, yeah, MLK, his principled nature was was very very admirable. Mary, is that the same for you? Um, I think I think for Sirius Lewis, um, I just loved his journey becoming a believer. He, he talks about, you know, becoming. He was one of the most reluctant converts. Um, his kind of his friendship with with J.R. Tolkien, being part of the Inklings, and then yeah, his his books. I remember just coming to faith, but still struggling with my doubts. And and C.S. Lewis just wrote in such an imaginary way, but was also winsome in how he. Um, presented the Christian argument, um, right. and, yeah, and I just, and I just loved it, and then I, I like fell in love with his story and and his wife, and then his wife dying, and then him that dealing with grief, and and I think it just just the reality that he he, he dies in the same day that um, um, JFK is is assassinated, and he's kind of forgotten for, for a period of time, and now he, his works are now being rediscovered and cherished, um, and yeah, I, I just love the guy. Um, I I don't, I don't think I have much affinity him as as Edgem has just described for MLK and, and <laughs> Malcolm X, but Relax. it's small. It's small. I hear that. Um, well, damn it, you don't have any heroes, so I don't know how I'll even ask you how <laughs> to get <laughs> But no, then how do, you, how do you deal when you find out your heroes are flawed? How do you deal when you find out your heroes are flawed? I guess, yeah, we, we, we can come on to this, this point, I think. Um, 
suffice to say, kind of Winston Churchill is not my hero. Um, mm-hmm. But I guess one of the one of the main contentions that has been raised about um, Winston Churchill. So we'll just kind of give a bit of um, historical context. Um, elected Conservative MP of Oldham, 1900. Um, he then went on to become the Prime Minister of uh, the United Kingdom um, during the time of the Second World War, which broke out in 1939. Um, I think largely in terms of kind of history um, that, as I, I, that I studied growing up um, in the UK, he was kind of uh, pushed to the kind of forefront as a kind of defiant leader who led um, the UK's fight um, against Nazi Germany. Um, and so he's kind of been memorialized in this country as um, this this kind of brave, courageous leader um, who, in the face of essentially what was world domination um, um, posited by um, Hitler, um, was was strong enough uh, to lead this country to rebuff that and, and ultimately kind of keep um, UK out of the out of the clutches of Nazi Germany and so many other kinds of parts of, of Europe. Um, but I guess the reason why it's kind of come to the fore now when we're kind of discussing the Black Lives Matter protest is because there's a, a kind of secret history, should I say, um, concerning Winston Churchill um, that a lot of people kind of don't kind of hear about in their normal kind of historical education. So if you've done kind of GCSE or A-level history, you won't have heard about how his kind of views on British imperialism um, and colonialism affected his um, his interactions with, with the kind of Bengali people um, and India. So a lot of people have recently, one of the reasons why they've come out to um, protest the maintenance of his statue um, is that he's kind of associated with, um, you know, very derogatory attitudes towards the, the Bengal famine um, mm. in 1943 to 1944. And essentially, he, he's been accused of murdering over 3 million Indians, um, or, or roughly, roughly in that number. Um, and having, um, you know, very, very kind of passionate, um, hatred towards them. I think he, he once said, I hate Indians, they are a beastly people with a, a beastly religion. Um, and so in that sense, he, he he's kind of seen to have had a kind of superior view in one sense um, of, of, of his kind of race in comparison uh, to those people who, many of whom um, went on to die. How do I look at now, how do I, looking back, kind of see his... Um, legacy um as it were as a kind of a british prime minister um i think one of one of the the things that i think is important um just for any of our kind of say political theological um sporting kind of heroes um can't can't ignore that right um Mm. i think for a lot of us the tension um might be to kind of bury our heads in the sand. So you hear, as soon as somebody kind of brings up this issue of um, Winston Churchill's kind of past in, in relation to the Bengal famine, some people are like, yeah, but, you know, he won us the war. Like literally there was a guy on the news recently mm. who, who basically attributed the entire 
Second World War effort um, to to Winston Churchill. Um, Was he the uh, guy that said he killed Hitler? He, he literally said that. Yeah, he said he killed Hitler. That guy. Um, and, and so the some people are compelling. Can... So I can understand why people say that the films are so like right. So so the way yeah. in which, the, the way in which history is kind of taught um, mm. makes you makes you believe um, that almost that like, this person could do no wrong, um, and mm, so you, mm. you kind of bury your head in the sand um, and and you kind of um, underreact or the flip, like I was saying, you you don't um, appreciate the severity of this issue because you, you literally look past it and say, oh, but he's done so many great things here. That's why this is kind of like a minor in comparison, um, which again, doesn't kind of deal with the, the heart of the issue in the, in the person that you're facing. I don't know if there's any other um, kind of ways that you kind of just, you, you guys kind of react to, to kind of hearing some of the flaws of some of the kind of people that you've, you've mentioned um, in one sense. Yeah. I, I definitely do want to encourage people to, to underreact in that sense. Mm. Mm. I mean, just it's a quick one. I just think it's. I think the reason why I said it again, I think it's a good conversation they should have, like over periods, because you just you know you get you know a sort of diagnosis as to where we are morally. Do you know what I mean? What is acceptable in society, and what is, uh, you know what are the things we celebrate directly right. or indirectly? And I think so for Churchill, the question is going to be really boiled down to, in my opinion, are his or rather is. The, um, his, um, um, uh, as it were, you know, sole, you know, ad- admirable leadership in bringing us out of obviously the war period as victorious. Is that do we value that over maybe some personal views and quite you know damning remarks, racist remarks? You have to say, you know, that he had. You know, what what's more important? What do we wanna? what would you want this man to be known for I don't think it has to be a binary but I think you have to appreciate if a statue is is there at some degree we have to tell the whole story um, knowing that we wouldn't want to in any way skew history just tell the whole story you know mm-hmm. um, yes this man and I think you, I think you know rate the achievements you know the, you know it's not he played a part he was prime minister he played a part and to and, and you know Brief, brief reading of the history, even you know the films, you you see that he was he didn't have it his own way all the time, and you know, um, you know when we, you know when nation was moving to peace, he's the one that sort of said no, let's fight and you know let's take Hitler on um, as opposed to forming any sort of agreement, and you and you have to value that, you have to value that, and I think Mola Mola's a big 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 fan of Churchill, and, and you know he always makes that point, and you value that, but I guess you want to be fair as Christians to tell the whole story. You be honest to the truth, you know. Right. The truth is, this is true, but this is true. Like you said, those are marks. That's also true. Um, and as a society, you know, you make a decision as to whether, you know, do do what do you find more important, you know. Um, and even if you keep the statue, how do we make sure we reflect the full picture as to, you know, almost deceive you into someone's full character? Because you have to be honest. Statues literally. Um, um, are, are for you to look up in awe of, of a person because of an achievement, and that's fine. Um, but I don't think it's. I, I think it's. It's it maybe slightly deceptive if someone had such views that we would not value society today, and we didn't reflect that also as a you know balanced narrative so that people can be fully aware. You know, in 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 who celebrating society. Um, so yeah, I mean, Austin, I'm I'm for a discussion, and and I think, you know, I don't think I don't think we need to 
ripped down every statue, but I think you do need to make sure the full story is being told. Um, and I think as I think as a Christian, even you know, I think uh, truth. You know, what what is the truth? Let's say the whole picture, the truth, and, and not in any way, um, uh, you know, skew history um, for bias history for the sake of expediency. You no, know, I don't think I can afford that. Right. Um, yeah, I was just going to say there's, there's almost kind of like that common refrain that history is told from the side of the winners. Um, mm. And that doesn't always take into account the people who are, are the losers or who suffer at the hands of 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 those who win. Um, and so, yeah, hearing the fuller picture is is definitely very important. And as we kind of, I guess... And even, sorry, Dami, sorry, sorry, because... You know the Bible gives the full picture about heroes that we, you know, people that we call heroes. Yep. Right. We get yep. the full. We get we get the full thing. You know, yep. we would, you know, in some way selfishly, I would wish David's affair wasn't in the Bible. Like really, like you know, really, it's almost like even mm. a tool for my enemy to use against me. You know, these figures that we, but the Bible says the full picture, right? And so, mm-hmm. I think I think you know, in that vein, I think we still we can, you can, so you can still call them heroes. You know, right? Still appreciate their sin because they're men. I mean, also, I think just one thing to to appreciate their flaws is to appreciate their 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 humanity too. So, right, you know, yeah. Mary, what were you gonna say? Yeah, I was. I I, I agree totally with what Jim said, especially around the Bible gives a, a full picture. It it doesn't mask anything, and I think, especially when even moving into like our our, our theological heroes, there has been at times a, a whitewashing of certain. Um, theological kind of heroes past I, I remember becoming a christian in 2010 and and then hearing this song in 2012 by a propaganda called precious puritans and he, he speaks about he, he, these um these heroes that pastors quote and say you know these are our, our, our forefathers these are the, these are the great theological men who led all these great awakenings and revivals that we look to and then you find out that these men were slave owners mm-hmm. um, and, and there's, there's, there's no mention of it uh, and it, it's, it's kind of been hidden away. And I think when you, when you discover that it can actually be quite painful that yeah. these men who, who we esteem as, as our heroes were, you know, were, were doing the same things that, that we condemn um, slave owners for. And they, you know, they, they were promoting slavery. Um, and I think, yeah, presenting, presenting the full picture. And, and of course we can have a discussion around, you know, where these men, uh, regenerate how can uh, yeah. one man profess faith and yet still carry on these these atrocities um but at least at least we can i think we should always kind of um, present the full picture and we should always um decry sin mm-hmm. and, and we should always speak of grace but we, sh- we shouldn't hide it we shouldn't yeah. hide john newton's character and, right. and we should t- and, we, and we should tell people that yeah he did he transformed that like, he he did shudder at the fact that um, he did such atrocities, but I, I don't think we should yeah. hide it. Yeah, no, I was just going to add to that to that same point because I'm just thinking about some of the sentiments I've seen expressed on this issue, particularly because I, I find sometimes that people try and kind of pit heroes against one another. So you might mm-hmm. hear about you know, like a Jonathan Edwards, for example, um, and then you you would hear in the reverse from another kind of corner of you know, Martin Luther King advocated for such and such. Um, mm. uh, Jonathan Edwards um, was a slave owner and therefore, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and I think telling the full story about um, the individual is particularly important. On on the slavery point, sorry, just also, I think it's important to say, um, because I hear, I've read actually, sorry, this retort um, previously, 
um, that, that Edwards and Whitfield and some of those other, I think, as you call them, precious Puritans, Mary, um, they were men of their time. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. And I think one thing we don't want to do um, for any of the people we're discussing today is almost kind of uh, prop up excuse culture uh, mm. for any of them. It, it's important for us to recognize that all sin mm-hmm. is heinous because it offends God, right? So we don't want to mm. justify or minimize any of those kind of injustices that took place. Those mm. things, it's important to say outrightly, um, they dishonor God. Um, mm. And the flip side, particularly on the slavery point, is look, there were, you had your Jonathan Edwardses, you had your George Whitfields, but you also had um, Spurgeon. Do you know what I mean? Mm, there, were, there were men yeah. out there who were who were speaking against the atrocities, um, faithful uh, men and women, I'm sure, in the in the church who who didn't acquiesce to the kind of perhaps societal pressure there was to to um, and possible economic pressure to to mm. um, be invested in in slavery. So okay, now I guess we're kind of dealing with our um, historical theological um, kind of personalities. Um, in-house heroes. In-house, <laughs> in-house <laughs> heroes. Um, how, how do you kind of, yeah, what kind of frameworks do you, I mean, we've, got, we've kind of touched on this, how, how do you kind of frame uh, those people when you are kind of confronted with um, the reality that these are, like we've said, kind of fallen men? How do, you, how, do you, how do you deal with their works or how do you deal with their achievements? Um, in light of those um, kind of revelations. And I guess I will say, don't be afraid to kind of talk about um, what those things are. Let's mm. tell the full picture um, and, and, yeah. and let's see how we can kind of work back from that. I, I think for me, and the, the other day, Shailin, um, mm-hmm. he's like a rapper. He, he tweeted um, something that, that really, really stuck with me about, he said, um, I used to wonder how so many of my beloved theological ancestors could be so blind in the face of racial injustice of slavery seeing the responses of many of their descendants in the face of Jim Crow civil rights and present-day racial injustice I wonder no more um mm. I had to like just sit down as bullets hit me but um yeah and I think he, he he follows up with like just a reminder that we all have blind spots and we should need to be in kind of in a community of believers where we can actually call out our blind spots um and I, I think it's easy to think of um these men of the past and say oh these men did things that we could never do um but we we don't know what our future generations will lambast us about like we don't know what they will be saying like how could they let homelessness persist or mm. how could they um how could women be treated like this or how could we not respond to social justice issues or what it is so i think it's th- the first approach i'm always taking is one of humility just knowing that of course these men committed these acts but if, if they were trusting in the lord their believers, their brothers, their sisters, they're in heaven. Um, mm. And also just that reminder of the fact that um, Jesus is the ultimate hero. And, and secondly, that, yeah, we're, we're, we're still dealing with sin. We're still struggling with sin. We're still di- fighting against worldviews. And, and there's things even in my mind, in, in my heart, that, that I've only been checked because close friends have said, that's really bad. Like, you shouldn't do that or you shouldn't think that mm. way. Um, so, yeah, it, it's just a reminder um, that, yeah, as much as we look, I would look at these men and we say, "Oh, how could they do all these these things?" And these men can't be saved, or they can't be our heroes, or we need to remove their books from our our libraries and all these different things. I, I definitely have to pause and just just reflect on the fact that yeah, I'm still I'm still fighting sin, um, mm. and, and I'm and I'm still trusting in, in in the finished work of Christ. Edge, do you do you have any? Mary's really said it. Really, only thing I would no. add. What do you mean? No, 
I'm, no, I was just going to ask you, do, so do you, would you read Whitfield or... Um, yeah, no, I would read. I would read them. Okay. I would read them. I would read I'm, them. I'm, I'm uh, sorry, what, what, yeah, what gives you, why? Maybe I'll, put, I'll, I'll ask it from that perspective. Why are you still confident um, to, to read them and interact with, with their works in particular? Mm. So the reason why I would read them is, I think for me, knowing my own heart, again, I can't talk for others, but obviously we, our religion is one of forgiveness. You know, it's, you know, there's, there's, um, there's, uh, one can't be in, a, be in the Bible for an extended time and not see, you know, that being a prevailing theme. Um, mm. And so I think, obviously, again, it's, it's not to say, you know, you have to read Edwards or Whitfield, but, but I think what, what I need to be careful of and, and why I think I can read them and read them in good faith is because um, not only recognising men, men have fallen, as Mary said, you know, people have their blind spots. Even today, we, we know, you know, Bible teachers perhaps are not speaking as they should on, on issues and people have their blind spots, but there's, there's no... Um, there's no there, there there's there's no there's no sin, you know, uh, apart from that which denies Christ, that I feel would qualify me, justify me in rejecting a brother, whether present or past, you know. Um I think looking at, you know, standing before before God and, and, and seeing my state you know, mm. and, and being the beneficiary of, of his forgiveness. You know, we know we, we, we we're full aware of the verses and, and the passages that, you know, instruct us to display the same forgiveness and grace to others and to think the best for others. Now it's tricky. I definitely think it's tricky. How can you how can you think the best? Or what best can be thought of of someone who had slaves and professed Christ? I think that's mm. a very as a sensitive conversation. I think that's a question that needs to be had. How can we work around mm. that as a legitimate legitimate question? You know, um, and, and I think there's some things we we might find, not find the answers to, but what we what we do know for sure is that we're called to yet love our brother and sister who professes Christ, regardless of um, uh, indeed um, things we find disagreeable with. Um, it's, you know, and, and as you hear my voice, it, it's, it, 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 you say in pained voice, because how can you, as a believer, man learned, you know, some of these Puritans are, who, who actually, you know, were rich in the word, how, how could you, right? And, and, mm. and ask those questions, I think, but I think, I think that's where we have to really then fall on the, the, um, the, 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 the comforting knowledge that um, uh, indeed, if, these men profess God's power isn't limited to 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 not save them despite this heinous sin. God's power, mm-hmm. God's power for you know, salvation is um, so so effective, so powerful that it, it it still yet can transform a heart which you know um, had these views and 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 yet man um, um, is so imperfect that you know. Um, uh, ignorance yet still exists and uh, i mean it's hard to, to say anything more than that really um it's tricky right. um but you know as, as you can tell but i think we need to be careful too of not i mean if we're going to have this conflict let's have them in the church let's not have them <clears throat> sort of like in the model the world has which is I probably agree. loosely connected to council culture so i'm not right. saying yeah. found one sin 
in the archive and now we have to you know, write you off. That's I think that's a bit ridiculous. But I think with this topic, I think we need to really plan how we're going to move forward, right? Understanding what they did, what they have done, how they possibly viewed us, um, and yet still, you know, you know, uh, believing that they, they, they're part of the church. Hmm. Got you. Think, um, sorry, Mary. I even think of when we think of like Bible characters, obviously we think of someone like Moses who mm-hmm. murdered someone. Um, we think of David, we think of um, Paul, but even someone like Moses, for example, who, who's, who's a murderer, he's, a, he's in the household of faith. Um, I, you know, in Hebrews 11, he says that he considered the reproach of Christ uh, greater wealth than the treasures of Egypt for he was looking to the, re- to the reward obviously alluding to the fact he's looking to the reward in heaven so you, you could, even someone like Moses a flawed man but but a hero nonetheless um, mm. and I think only the Christian offers that m- message that 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 re- redemptive lens that we have whereas the world is easy as Ejim has said like to fall into cancel culture and, and removing people just because when they're not working through that redemptive framework of all men mm. are broken and all men need to be saved um very very helpful um point there i think just on off the back of the question i kind of i asked edgem about you know um how do you how do you read kind of a a, a whitfield or an edwards in light of that i'm i reckon probably all three of us here have read sinners in the hands of an angry god mm-hmm. i think it hasn't precluded us um for example from reading their works i guess what it makes you you think and i'm just i'm i've seen something about this um, um by john piper and i, I think his point was Jonathan Edwards is probably his greatest theological hero. Um, mm. And him kind of coming to find that he was a slave owner, etc., was crushing. Um, but as Mary's kind of alluded to, um, or, or basically said, um, even these great theological thinkers um, can have blind spots. And sometimes I'm even reluctant to use the term blind spots. I, you know, some of these things were... were in their faces yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean like <laughs> blind spots almost seen as if like you know it's kind of snuck up on you um mm. this is this is something that you've kind of in some cases passionately supported um and defended um and so but from that from that perspective say we use the terminology of blind spots i think the advice is then you you don't throw the baby out with the bathwater but it does mean that you can you can read them with caution because if for example you know this impacts this, this view, for example, on slavery, um, the, the implication then is that there must be some kind of misunderstanding of the doctrine of the Imago Dei, right? That is, that all men are made um, in the image of God, imbued with a sense of dignity, value, um, because they are image bearers. Um, to, to enslave um, somebody um, in, the, in the way of the transatlantic slave trade um, would be a repudiation in some sense of that doctrine. So mm-hmm. it makes you wonder, okay, if um, this believer could miss something there, I should be cautious um, to kind of see how does this also impact other theological stances that they may take. Again, it doesn't mean that you completely uh, uh, undermine the entirety of their works. As I've said, we would all... Um, would. would I'm sure we'll be able to, to to speak of how Edwards, for example, has made an impact in our in our individual lives with the works that we've read. But it does mm-hmm. mean that you kind of read their stuff now with more caution, um, because you recognise, as you guys have said, that these people are fallible, and so because they don't have um, perfect knowledge of a perfect lenses with which they appro- uh, 
view the scriptures, we deal with their writings in a more um, with with more yeah with more caution. Um, I think another another thing that Mary alluded to, and I think we'll come to this towards the end, um, is just kind of appreciating um, the only perfectness can be found in Jesus Christ. But the flip mm-hmm. side to that is again is, is then kind of just killing your idols, right? Um, it's very easy for us to, um, you know, emphasize the greatness of these men and extol them and place them on pedestals um, to a point that they almost kind of can't be touched. But, um, you know, I think in, in many cases, the kind of Old Testament um, kind of caution to Israel was against kind of building up kind of false gods and uh, making images. Um, but our idols can appear in the form of, of people that we try to be like or imitate as well. Um, so these aren't just things that we make with our hands. They can be be people who, who we revere because of their kind of achievements. Um, and the reminder is, is, is therefore, nobody um, is perfect except Jesus. Um, and that should kind of humble us um, and caution us from kind of placing anybody in that kind of um, sphere in our lives um, that, that that sees them as 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 um, without uh, without w- without failure or without sin. Um, a question. I, Sorry, we can say something else. No, I was just going to say we've spent a lot of time kind of dealing with <laughs> uh, with Jonathan Edwards, and, and I don't want it to almost be like a, a a bent or bias. That means we don't kind of look at uh, the life of of like an MLK, for example, because there's a lot of kind of contention. Um, uh, in relation to, to, to you know how do christians kind of engage with him but i'll let you ask your question first um i was just going to ask is there like room for saying i i won't kind of engage with an edwards or whitfield because they committed these acts um so yeah do you think there's room there would we say that's like constant sake or would you kind of heavily encourage that person to reconsider their decision Hmm. Hmm. I think increasingly, particularly particularly at this time, I'm, I think I'm going to say that I think ultimately it will it will really boil down to conscience. But examine your conscience first of all. Um, I think at this time in particular, I'm finding that there is great value um, in listening to people that you disagree with. Um, and approaching it from a vantage point, I said this to, to Kingsley recently, that those who we disagree with, we can still be um, edified by, in the body that is, we can still be edified by because uh, these men um, have the mind of Christ. Mm-hmm. Um, and that means, particularly for me, if I'm engaging something like a Jonathan Edwards or any believer who who I'm trying to encourage that, um, you know, um, there is still good value um, in reading this person's kind of literature uh, or engaging with this person's kind of sermons, not just in looking for error in them, um, but actually seeking to be blessed by uh, the truths that they espouse regarding the scriptures. So I think I'm on the side that says to people, understandably, it would be very difficult, um, uh, particularly if you feel as viscerally um, as some people do about the nature of, of these sins or um the, the 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 lives that, that they have lived um mm-hmm. at the same time i think i'm i'm wanting to encourage people um that that there is there is value to be drawn out of of engaging with those readings and actually um examining 
examining perhaps where they failed so that it might encourage you to not be presumptuous about yourself. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, that's a word. So, so I think that's how I would, that's how I would posit it. So, Edrim, how do you, um, how should believers engage with Martin Luther King's writings in life? <laughs> um, which ones? Um, I, I, uh, I'm okay. Listen, I'm, listen. You probably heard it often said, but you probably apt to open with this. See, MLK um, rose to to the position that he was as 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 being the lead in terms of the church response to the civil rights movement. You assume that position um, because, um, and, and shamedly, you know, more sound evangelical churches weren't to be honest, you know, and it's often said that it's an indictment on, you know, evangelical churches and, you know, sound churches, that MLK, MLK is, as it were, the model for church response to civil rights and injustices, social injustices. Edwin, um, can, I, can, I, can I just pull you back? Because mm. uh, I wonder if it would be helpful to kind of, just kind of, um, particularly on when we're talking about kind of churches slash seminaries, mm. what are some of the actual contentions that people have in engaging MLK slash promoting him as somebody to be uh, kind of revered? So, I mean, so theologically, these are, these are where the questions are, you know, the, and we don't, we don't have, we don't have, like, well, my, for my knowledge, we don't have like rafts and rafts of mm-hmm. um, resource. So, so what, what, what we tend to go by is what he, what he wrote at Crozer Seminary. Um, uh, theological seminary you know what, what what did he what did he express as theological views and 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 what doctrines did he affirm um <clears throat> through um you know his written assessments through examinations essays all that stuff um and and what and what is expressed is is very questionable and 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 to put it bluntly uh, quite heretical now what do you do with that um so and and if for example you know he you know I remember reading one thing recently you know he 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 sort of suggested that those who believe in second coming are not you know sort of like you know faithful to science um and are fundamentalist you know so so it's clear that you know the the, the views expressed there at least weren't you know biblically orthodox definitely not mm-hmm. do you know what I mean okay but what we do that and there was a discussion recently that I was sort of aware of you know. Do, do we then extrapolate that as saying this was review until his death? You know what happened in between seminary and and, and the end of his life? Because it's because because apart from that, what do you go by? You know, I don't know of much of any sermons you can you know sort of um, access you know or day to day in the church. And, and to be fair, you know, it's not as if the rallies are sort of uh, a useful guide as to where theology was in terms of preaching the word those weren't sermons they were you know they were they were political rallies more, mm-hmm. more so than so so it's you know so so when you so when you don't when you when you're missing you know a resource and and what you have is what you see here written in an assessment while at the seminary it's very hard to um to to defend theologically and so you know you have and so and so yeah of course the the the, the the common understanding is we cannot 
we cannot affirm or confidently you can't affirm of course anyone's faith 100% but we, we cannot confidently even suggest you know um, that, that that this man uh, was saved according to what he you know according to the written theological view we have from his time at seminary at least they're not consistent right. with you know, faithful preaching or faithful theology um, and, and that's and, and that's obviously you know it's sad right because 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 I mentioned him as he is a he is a heroic figure because he indeed did you know he was as it were you know a, a, a church leader a reverend and was principled in his you know in his response to civil rights and part of the that principle part of the principles that he embodied were you know somewhat biblical of course you know Matt Gandhi and other influences he had um, but what there's very what we can say within his approach there are a lot of Christian you know, virtues to be seen, whether they, whether they for him came from the Bible is another question. Um, so it's more his response, you would say, to the injustice than his theology in terms mm-hmm. of what was expressed that we would um, celebrate. And okay, so it's techy, really techy. Um, we pray, obviously, that he was saved and we see him in glory. Hallelujah. But but we but but there but there are serious doubts. Back to position, I'd say. Um, yeah, I think just as you kind of raised the point about his his place at the forefront of uh, the fight for kind of equality and and um, civil rights for for all to be seen fairly b- before the law, um, there was a conversation I think you and I were privy to recently where, where somebody made the point that listen, this um, regardless of whether he is considered to be in the faith or outside of the faith, it's an indictment on conservative evangelicals mm-hmm. um, because his vision for, for, for civil rights and equality seemed to be um, much closer to the Christian position mm-hmm. um, that, than any of the kind of, you know, the uh, staunchly um, uh, evangelical seminaries or mm-hmm. um, institutions at the time um, mm-hmm. who, who didn't appear. Um, to be on the kind of the front lines, as it were, um, mm. preaching uh, the the doctrine of the Imago Dei. Um, but I guess, yeah, the, the the reason why it's it's such a challenge um, for a number of people is because of what's at stake, right? Um, and I think mm-hmm. um, sound doctrine or right doctrine uh, informs right living. So mm-hmm. I'm sure in um, recent recent weeks we would have heard uh perhaps the terms kind of orthodoxy orthopraxy mm. um kind of floating around um so so i guess orthodoxy deals with what you believe about the bible and then orthopraxy is how that influences the way you live um, mm. um accordingly and i think a few a few i'm just looking at a few doctrines that that he he is alleged to have should i say rejected in those some, some of those kind of uh, theological um uh, papers um the supernatural plan of salvation the trinity the substitutionary atonement um the second um coming of christ were all things that he he he, he suggested needed to, were, were opposed to adaptation and social and cultural change in fact mm. um and that was with his kind of changing view of science and how science would in one sense reorient um those doctrines now, for those of us who stand on the sufficient, the the inerrancy and sufficiency of Scripture, of course, that presents a, a massive issue. Um, 
Elder recently also kind of spoke about the fact that this um, this challenges our view on on salvation by grace alone. Do do we commend him um, on the basis of the fact that you know he fought for equality and justice, and that is commendable work. Don't don't mm-hmm. dispute that, but do we emphasize that um, at the fact uh, at the expense of of understanding whether a genuine profession in salvation by grace alone um, was made? Um, and then also that it, it extends to other kinds of um, kind of issues, you know, just kind of practical. If you're a, if you're a pastor, if you're a leader in a church, how are you able to balance that with your your in, how, how are you able to balance your duty of leading your sheep, um, whilst also kind of pursuing this kind of activist minister type um, mm-hmm. type party mm-hmm. and, and so sorry um, uh, position. The other thing that I guess is less kind of spoken about maybe kind of known although it has been i think more so brought to the forefront in in um recent kind of conversations is his um alleged extramarital affairs um that people very close to him have kind of spoken out about um and and how the adultery that seems to have um marred a large part of his kind of life during his his time as a civil rights activist um mm. has affected the way in which people um kind of see how you know not only are we concerned about erroneous theology but we're looking at the way that this man lives mm. um and we're concerned that it doesn't stand up to what christians are kind of called to um to 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 to, to live out as it were um and then i guess that's why it presents such a massive tension for for people who 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 want to affirm the goodness in his um quest for um, equal justice before the law um, and even in some senses you know want to want to want to outrightly call him a believer want to bring him into the fold of the church and just say yeah he was a brother type thing um, yeah. such that you know and, and I don't necessarily think everybody in that was involved with this this conference had had that view but you know we, we've seen kind of like the MLK 50 type conferences right um, led by people who who, who are in 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 evangelical circles at least quite quite prominent um and that has posed a challenge for for um a lot of believers um, but i think something that kind of edgem pointed to in his in his um response uh was one of being kind of hopeful because ultimately none of us are the arbiters of whether um men are or aren't saved only god alone kind of knows that so i think that's one that's one peg that we can kind of hang our hats on for our heroes, right? Even where we see their flaws and um, and their their misgivings, we can at least be hopeful that they were repentant mm. um, and and came to see the error of their ways and confess their sin um, to God because um, He's faithful to forgive if we confess our sins. Um, so that's one thing I guess um, to bear in mind. Other kind of considerations on that, Mary? Do do you have any? You guys kind of <laughs> do, do you have do you have anything as it kind of to deal with maybe that tension with, with MLK's kind of lifestyle slash Yeah, I think I think this the serial adultery, I remember reading about that and I was and uh, I was I was trying to be woke. I was like, nah man, the FBI set him up. <laughs> it's a conspiracy, it's a conspiracy. Um but then like finding out like some of them, those who were close to him kind of admitted um was kind of heartbreaking. Um mm-hmm. and then and then you compare that to some of the things that Edgem has mentioned and you, you begin to kind of become very wary um, right. and quite sad as well 
Um, but yeah, if if he has trusted in Christ, or if he did trust in Christ, then 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 he's he's saved. But yeah, some of the, some of the views he had, um, found foundational views as well, mm. orthodox orthodox views, uh, incredibly crucial to what you believe um, about the Son. Yeah, crucially important. Um, if you miss that, you miss you miss it. So I don't know. Mm. I don't mm. know. So okay, I'll I'll frame it for us this way then, um, rather than we kind of looking outward. Let's try and look inwardly. Um, what do we then look at these men and say, how does this help me to kind of check myself? How do I look at myself as a, as a believer and try and use what I know to be true about these, these men, good and bad? Um, and how does that inform my sense of, you know, how I, how I view myself and, and kind of balance myself as a believer? I think it's motivations. So I, I think, I think, of course, the motivation for for our living is is to bring glory to God, um, but I think there are lower motivations that you can um, and that you can strive for. And I think mm-hmm. just the recent passing of, of Rabbi Zacharias and looking at, mm. at the man's legacy and and just just how brilliant he was and just how he had, you know, he's created a, a path for many many believers to think and and to engage with. Uh, the field of apologetics um and you, and you just think yeah like it, it's it's incredible when you, when you see a, a believer um go into glory and, and and there's no sort of um asterisks next to his names or there's no sort of but this but that and i i think it, it can be a great motivation just to, just to strive to to live a life above reproach um but i think for me it always uh reminds me just kind of what i said earlier of just living in close community with others so that they can actually call you out um, you know, when you think of when I always think of um Second Samuel twelve, Nathan and David, David mm. commits adultery and has you know has no idea what he's done, and you know yeah. Nathan brings this story to him, and he's like, "Who is this man? I'm gonna kill him. I'm <laughs> gonna you know punish him." And Nathan's like, "Brother, it's you." Mm. Um, and yeah, like we have so many the first the first this you <laughs> the first this you <laughs> yeah we yeah. have so many parts of our lives, and there's and there's even things when I think deeply in myself that if I don't you know fight that sin if i don't kill that sin th- these things can actually destroy me um mm-hmm. or yeah and and you do need the the community of faith you do need to to press on mm. um in the faith um yeah so it i can't i can't think of th- these men and not not look inwardly to say mary what is your life like what, what would they be saying when you pass away that are oh, found out about this or she did that or mm. so, like those are those are things that that i think personally can only be remedied when you're living a faithful life with with believers around you and, and you're being open and transparent with them so that they can rebuke and challenge you. So pull into the church is definitely definitely one of them. Go to the church. That's mm. that's always my answer anyway, but yeah. <laughs> Go to the church, please. Head good church. Edge. Two things come to mind. So mm-hmm. I'm reminded going through the list of heroes, especially talking specifically more, you know, um heroes in the Bible, heroes of the faith heroes in church history, um, just the steadfastness of God's love to them. You know, Augustine wasn't perfect. If you know him, mm-hmm. he was far from perfect. You know, lived a very, tra- you know, especially early in his life was, you know, you know, you know was lived, you know, a, a very much wayward life, especially the early part of his life um, in, his, in, his, in, his, uh, in his youth. Um, um, you know, you, you know, John Stott wasn't perfect, you know, and even, you know, there's still, you know, more on a minor point, doctrinal differences. Maybe you say, you know, that that maybe you know I have from him, and 
so, so no one no one fits you know the perfect model as it were mm-hmm. really yet yet these men through their imperfections and even you know through 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 their sin even when 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 that suddenly occurs at times in their in their life um yet they still know the lord's love and that comforts me knowing that you know whatever you know however far i go in this life however old i be you know just to hold on to the lord despite the mistakes i am bound to make um and yet know that there are examples around me who have gone before me and in their imperfection knew god's love it offers comfort it offers much much comfort i mean even looking you know you look at hebrews 11 and you read some of the characters that you're thinking some of these men were wild like you know <laughs> as you said Mo- moses killed someone you know Rehab was a prostitute, you know, he had some really scandalous people there, you know. Yeah, the Lord saved them, you know, and um and listed them down as people of faith. So you have to be encouraged. So I'm encouraged by that. God's steadfast love. And secondly, I think Mary alluded to it. I think it's you mentioned blind spots. If those men who were of theological esteem had blind spots, how much more me? Do you know what I mean? Who am I mm. to think that I won't have a blind spot because I'm woke? Or do you know what I mean? I've read you know, a few <laughs> here. I'm bound to have a blind spot somewhere. Um, and so we, I was reading probably this morning, even, and you know, it's timely. So Proverbs 15 has a you know, constant theme of you know, being in wise counsel, men of understanding, who, you know, people who are willing to be reproved, rebuked, um, to receive instruction. You know, why is the one who receives instruction? And and, you know, you just you can't not you can't read it and 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 not get a sense of am I in an environment or do I have people that can give me reproof? That like I need you almost feel like I need to be reproved right now. Someone correct me right now. I need to be corrected because it's a key <laughs> the key theme of the chapter. And I think that's how you that's how you you know um obviously eliminate to you know as much as humanly possible. Obviously, we're imperfect, but that's how I think you decrease. The, uh, the mistakes you're bound to make, that the oversight you have over certain things that you do, over certain maybe sinful things that you're unaware that are sinful, over beliefs that need to be perhaps brought under, you know, the word of the, the Lord, you know, and really scrutinized, you know, we're bound to have soft spots, you know. I think so, even speaking personally, you know, I have to be careful even how I engage with, you know, black history, civil rights, and even going further back, you know, African history, because, you know, you almost make an idol of it and me, me personally um you have to be so careful for me anyway to, to really make sure that um uh, i'm checking myself and i'm not allowing you know sort of certain worldviews which which sound so romantic to you know um dilute my theology do you know what i mean mm. um and so I, I don't want a blind spot there that comes out in a way that i'm then unaware of and then i'm not living godly practice so yeah definitely the example showed me that God's love is steadfast, and yeah, and then I'm reminded to, you know, um, uh, be be around, you know, wise counsel that you know mm. I may have, you know, blind spots. Um, for sure, um, very, 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 very helpful. I think maybe to to add to that when we're just kind of speaking about looking inwardly, because we'll end on on turning outwardly again and and looking more so at the figure of Jesus, um. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would say, um, and maybe yeah, I guess something something that we kind of addressed in. Now that I think about it, it's been almost like a common theme in a number of our most recent podcasts about um, 
kind of seeing our seeing ourselves and and not being surprised at our our capacity to to sin um um in in ways that in ways that you know we 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 would um perhaps see it in others and just and be so um dismayed at the fact that it occurs um there may be things that we or people who are listening to this um are dealing with um in terms of kind of say like habitual sins or blind spots or whatever um and you, we need to ask the lord to search our hearts um and give us give us eyes to be able to, to be able to see um where we are making failings and then actively do do what we can by the the help of god's spirit to to kill those sins um yeah. and to to mortify mortify the flesh where where um that that thing um or things which which we have been dealing with seem to be um seem to be kind of like hang, hangers on as it were um another thing is is um yeah just to be just to be i guess kind of tied to that prayerful um prayerful that, that the lord would, would would keep us from hypocrisy would keep us from yeah. sin um that as as best as possible we would be able to live in step with uh what we profess to believe um as as well as um as as actually you know you know being being doers of the word and and not just hearers of it mm-hmm. um because i think we we see um even for for some of the most you know theologically inclined they're never beyond the point of doing um something that you would never kind of expect of them um in recent mm-hmm. In recent weeks, and I think as we continue to have this discourse on um, kind of racism in the church and stuff like that, we see the hypocrisy of uh, the likes of Peter and Barnabas, for example, mm. um, refusing to sit with the, the Gentile believers when when the the um, the group of of, of Jewish um, Christians came and saw them, mm. Um, mm. and you know the need for confrontation from Paul and correction. Um, and it reminds us, you know, look, these are stalwarts. These are our big theological figures. And again, like as Ejim said, how many more blind spots potentially do I have than some mm. of these men who have done so many great things in the faith? Um, so, so we definitely need God's grace to to allow us to root out that stuff. I want to end on a very kind of positive uh, note, should I say, um, mm-hmm. the hopeful note, which is to to look outwardly and and upwardly even. Um, at Jesus Christ, why is Jesus Christ different to any of our heroes or any of these kind of figures that we we've mentioned previously as um, you know people we revered and looked up to? I think for me, um, especially thinking about what we've been talking about, mm. you know, we won't we won't find out one day that you know we won't find one story about our Lord one day that oh he did this or he 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 behaved immorally or questionably. Mm. Um, and it's it's a great comfort because I think for me sometimes when my biggest worry is I'm going to find out one of my heroes like when I found out Marion Jones was was taking drugs and got disqualified for five of the gold medals she won at <laughs> the Olympics my heart was broken and I still get like anxious of I'm just going to find out one of my favorite people of all time or have said something or done something um, mm. I, I don't have that fear with, with Christ and especially when he's my substitute and my hope and mm. my redeemer um it's it's a great comfort just to know um that he's he he's a, he's our example and, and much more than our example he's he's our substitute he's our mediator um so yeah he, he's 
he's not he's not like he's not like man um i think what's that term that edgem you say all the time in church is it par excellence there's no one like him basically um and it's a it's a great 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 comfort to know know that um from from yesterday today forever he's the same um, mm. yeah what a savior man indeed edge do you have anything to add on top of that not much but <laughs> um <laughs> anyways no nah, just a few words um i think one obviously christ divine you know um but the one i, I guess he's you look at christ and you know what you see of him uh, and what you value of him what you esteem of him is very much the opposite of what you esteem of the earthly eras that i have so i'm thinking of the intellects in mlk augustine and the athletes in you know the start and you know uh, uh, uh lead actor in the last dance i'm thinking of you know <laughs> the, the excellence of you know whatever hero it is um you know, and, and you know, as I should always stayed on mind from young because I remember coming to grips with the fact that, you know, there was nothing physically, you know, that you would look upon Christ and say was, you know, comely as the as the as the, I think King James says it, or you know, no majesty or glory about him. Mm. You know what I mean? This and but but I, but it's not but it's not those men that I look at today and see as my heroes. I'm looking at those who have some gravitas, some did it. It's very possible that Christ, if I was alive then, when Christ was here, I could walk past me and I, I might not even look to him twice. You know, so it's, so it's not in that that even I see the, um, can I call it heroism of Christ, you know, if that's a term, mm-hmm. obviously, all due respect. Um, what, what what we do see is, you know, the very opposite. It's someone who's lowly, who's, uh, who, who very much, you know, as we know, um, comes to serve, <clears throat> um, doesn't come to, um, or at least, at least, at least, you know, uh, at least, at least, when, you know, when he was uh, born of Mary, well, didn't come to to reign, you know, didn't come to become king, didn't come to, you know, to 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 blow the minds of the philosophers at the time. He didn't come primarily for that. He came to save lost sheep, and you know, you look at that, and you, and you have to say, you know, what a savior, you know, someone mm-hmm. who, you know, you know you know totally you know put to one side in a sense of course because you remain divine but in a sense put, put aside the glory of the divinity and 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 serve us you know so yeah i mean the, the, that's all inspiring for me and not i'm more mm-hmm. than all inspiring you know it's i guess it just you know you know for god willing you know it, it just uh, it, um, invokes worship um uh, but, uh you know the the nature of god Calm. Um, I was going to add something, but I think we can we can end it there. That was very 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 helpful to hear from you guys. On um, yeah, guys, let us know who your heroes were, why why they were your heroes, and how if you see still them. Your heroes. <laughs> yeah, if they're still your heroes after you. Ah! I can't hear you. Um, yeah, not, not hear he, um, what's his name? Iglesias. What's his name? I who? I what? Enrique Iglesias. Chill, man. I can't hear him. He's an Inglasias. He's an Inglasias. Oh, man said he can't be on the he can't be on the pod and not sing the song. <laughs> no, as in I can't hear I can't hear the word hero and not. Oh, and not, I, I don't think of the song. I can't hear it. Okay, I hear you. I hear you. I hear you. I hear it. I hear it. Um, thank you guys so much for joining us, man. Um, 
yeah um everybody who heard this episode 63 um be blessed we hope bye y'all bye <laughs>